Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Grammar Girl listeners, this is Kathy Doyle, Vice President of Macmillan Podcasts and the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, filling in for Mignon this week. It seems she caught a terrible cold while visiting us here in New York City a few days ago. Feel better soon, Mignon. It's an honor beyond words, no pun intended, to be helping you out this week. So, Grammar Girl listeners, up first today, we have a quick and dirty tip about the spring equinox, a meaty middle about the Irish language in honor of St. Patrick's Day, and a great family word story. Wednesday, March 20th, is the spring equinox. And that means what exactly? The spring equinox is one of two days during the year when day and night are about the same length. This happens when the Earth rotates in such a way that the sun is lined up exactly with the equator. In that 24-hour period, the Earth's axis is tilted neither toward the sun nor away from it. Everyone on the planet gets the same amount of sunshine and the same amount of dark. The word equinox, as you might guess, comes from two Latin words, achy, meaning equal, and noct, meaning night. The root word achy can be found in lots of similar words describing things of equal balance, like equivalent, equidistant, and equitable. Noct can be found in several words evoking night, Nocturnal, noctambulate, meaning to walk around at night, and the spooky noctifer, an obsolete word that refers to a bringer of night or darkness. I'm thinking of the Dementors from Harry Potter when I hear that word, or Nazgul from The Lord of the Rings. Scary. We can find the word equinox used way back in the 1300s, when Chaucer wrote one of the first ever technical manuals, a user's guide to the astrolabe, an instrument that's used to make astronomical measurements. Chaucer wrote of a circle around the Earth called the equator. He noted that when the sun is at the start of Aries and Libra, the days and nights are of equal length. These signs, Aries and Libra, are called the equinoxes. Why does Chaucer refer to these zodiac signs? Because as the Earth revolves around the sun, the sun seems to travel through all the 13 constellations that make up the zodiac. Really, we're the ones that are moving. The sun isn't traveling anywhere. And on the day of the spring equinox, the sun looks like it's starting to move through the constellation Aries. For that reason, the spring equinox is also called the first point of Aries. The fall equinox, in turn, is known as the first point of Libra. Here's a fun fact. 
the names of all these significant astronomical days are all lowercase. You don't capitalize terms like fall equinox and summer solstice. The solstices, by the way, are the opposite of the equinoxes. They are the two days a year when the sun is at its most extreme position. The summer solstice is the longest day of the year, and the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. One final question. Why is the spring equinox also called the vernal equinox? That's because vernal is another word for spring, derived from the Latin word vir, meaning the same thing. I really wish I could say that verdant is also derived from this word, but it comes from a different Latin word, virides, meaning green. That just goes to show that not all words that sound the same come from the same root. And speaking of roots, the ground should be getting soft enough for planting. Enjoy the spring equinox and the full worm moon, which falls on the same day this year. Why is it called that? Because ground that's soft enough to put plants in it is soft enough to have worms come out. Hope you and the robins have fun. That segment was also written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com or on Twitter as Dragonfly Edit. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Next, with St. Patrick's Day coming up this week, here's a topic that's been on our minds. Is Irish a language? In short, yes. Yes, it is. 
Irish is derived from Celtic, an ancient language spoken by Indo-European people who flourished in Central Europe between the 2nd millennium BC and the 1st century BC. They were said to be intrepid warriors, and by the 1st century BC, they had moved south into Italy, eastward toward Turkey, and westward into the British Isles. And when I say moved, I mean they sent raiding parties to take over new territory. In the British Isles, the Celtic language morphed into Old Irish, spoken around A.D. 600 to 900, Middle Irish, spoken to around A.D. 1200, and then Modern Irish, spoken from then onward. Modern Irish is also known as Irish Gaelic. As Irish people moved into Scotland and to the Isle of Man, a tiny island between England and Ireland, they brought Irish with them, and two additional languages developed, Scottish Gaelic and Manx. These three tongues, really considered three variants on the same language, are referred to as the Goidelic branch of Celtic. Manx began to die out in the 19th century, and the last native speaker died in 1974. Irish Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic, however, continue to live on. Sort of. Let's see what that means. Irish is the first official language of the Republic of Ireland. English is the second. Government documents are published in both languages, and the Irish version of the Constitution takes precedence. Street signs are written in both languages, and in public schools, Irish is a required course for a student's first 13 years of school. You even have to pass an exam on Irish to get into college. However, in practice, English rules the land. It's spoken by business people, politicians, entertainers, shopkeepers, and regular folk. It's what you hear on TV, on the radio, and on buses and trains. And although Irish is taught in public schools, school itself is conducted in English. In other words, Irish is essentially taught as a second language. In fact, there are only a few areas in Ireland where Irish is spoken as a first or native language. These small pockets are known as Gaelta, and they lie along the western coast of Ireland, in counties Kerry, Galway, and Donegal. And guess what? Even if you visit Gaelta, you probably won't hear people speaking Irish. Just like anywhere else, tourists stand out like a sore thumb. If you're clearly not from Nagnagashal or Gwydor, you'll be addressed in English. If you're wondering why Irish isn't the dominant language in Ireland, you can chalk it up to the one-two punch of the Irish potato famine and English rule. The famine, also known as the Great Hunger, devastated Ireland in the mid-18th century, leaving one million Irish people dead from starvation and forcing another million to flee the country. At the same time, the Irish language was being attacked by the English Parliament. Intent on establishing a single language across the nation, London passed laws requiring English to be taught in Irish schools and prohibiting Irish from being spoken at all. Obviously, use of the Irish language began to decline, and it never fully recovered, not even after an independent Irish state was established in 1922. You might have noticed me switching between saying Irish and Irish Gaelic. Here's what that's about. Gaelic is a general term for any of the three Goidelic languages spoken in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. To be precise, you can specify Irish Gaelic 
when you're talking about the language spoken in Ireland. The Irish people themselves, however, they just say that they speak Irish. And if they were actually speaking Irish, they'd say they were speaking Gwilaga. That's how you say Irish in Irish Gaelic. Okay, that sounds confusing, but think of it this way. In English-speaking countries, we say that people from Spain speak Spanish, but Spanish speakers call their language Espanol. We say people from France speak French, but French speakers call their own language Francais. In just the same way, the Irish word for the Irish language is Gwilaga. One big difference between Irish and English is word order. In English, the standard word order for most sentences is subject, verb, object, as in, I love pancakes. In Irish, the standard word order is verb, subject, object, as in, love I pancakes. She washed the dog would be, washed she the dog, in Irish. To an English speaker, that sounds just as odd as Yoda speak, which would be, the dog she washed. That's object, subject, verb order, if you're keeping track. Another variation in word order is that in Irish, nouns come before adjectives, just as they do in Spanish and French. So instead of saying, I love fluffy pancakes, you'd say, love I pancakes fluffy. Instead of, she washed the filthy dog, you'd say, washed she the dog filthy. In English, we're used to the ends of the words changing. Just think of walk, walking, and walked. We understand that the end changes depending on the sentence's grammar. But in Irish, the beginning of words can also change. They change depending on a number of variables, whether the word is preceded by a definite or indefinite article, whether it follows certain prepositions, whether it follows certain numbers, and many more conditions too, too complex to explain here. Suffice it to say that an Irish word might have an H, N, M, or D added to its beginning, or an H inserted right after its first letter. Linguists call this initial mutation. Finally, the most striking difference between Irish and English is that Irish doesn't use the words yes and no. You heard that right. If someone asks you a question in Irish, you can't give a simple yes or no answer because those words don't exist. One option is to respond with the verb in a positive or negative way. For example, if you were asked, did you sing today? In Irish, you could say, I sang or I didn't sing. Or you could also say, I did or I didn't. But you couldn't just answer yes or no. So many languages spoken today, from Hindi and Kurdish to Greek, Italian, German, and Russian, all stem from a single mother tongue, what we call Proto-Indo-European. We can trace many words in all these languages back to common root words, basic words like mother, father, and brother. It's fascinating to imagine how one branch of our common language dropped the two most basic words of all, yes and no. That last segment was also written by Samantha Enslin. Finally, we have a listener familect story. Here's Michael. Hi, Grammar Girl. This is Michael Proctor. I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Love your podcast. I've been listening a long time. 
Uh, our son, when he was younger, he had two words uh, that somehow he came up with. The first one was kiddadu, which meant uh, pick me up. So he would sit on the floor and hold his arms up when we walked by, and he'd say kiddadu. And that continued for many years until we couldn't pick him up anymore. The other word uh, had to do with him um, being careful. So, like, if we said to him, hey, be careful over there, he would say, I'm carefuling or I'm carefuling. So he made the I-N-G sound on the word careful, and we still say that even today. You know, we'll say, you know, drive carefully, and we'll say, we're carefuling. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon. Thanks for the story, Michael. If you'd like to share your Familect story, the story about a word that your family and only your family uses, you can leave a voicemail at 83-321-4GIRL. That's 83-321-4GIRL. And you might hear it on the show. I'm Kathy Doyle, and it's been a pleasure helping out my colleague, Grammar Girl Mignon Fogarty, this week. This show is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find articles that go with each major segment at quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks also to our audio producer, Nathan Sims. That's all. Thanks for listening. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.